Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Oh, because you're falling asleep. I'm like, you're going to fall asleep. Peyton's already like, we're losing her. So let's read this fast. This book is not good for you. Secret series by Pseudonymous Bosch. Book three, chapter 23. An animal alphabet. I know we do need to do shout outs soon, huh? It was almost closing time at the wild world. Tired parents and whiny children spilled out of the park gates. Behind them, a water, a park worker in a giraffe suit waved goodbye. The crowd thinned as it spread across the park, the parking lot. Some people stopping right away at cars parked in Section A. Anaconda. (sighs) Section B, Bobcat. And others drifting towards Section C, Capuchin. Or Section D, Dingo. What's a capuchin? asked Cass. Is it like the color of a cappuccino or something? Do you know what a capuchin is, Peyton? Mm. It's a monkey. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's an animal, not a drink, said Max Ernest in mild disbelief. Haven't you ever heard of a capuchin monkey? Well, you don't have to be so snitty about it. The the normally talkative friends fell into a restless silence. The vast parking lot stretched from in front of them. Long after the other park visitors had peeled away, cask, Max Ernest and Yo Yoji kept walking all the way to sections W Wombat, X Zerius, Y Yak, and Z Zebra. If you're so smart, what's a Zerius? Yo Yoji asked. Asked Max Ernest, interrupting the quiet. I don't know what that is. Do you? Uh, I forget. Well, I mean, I've never heard of it. Said Max, reluctantly admitted, but. There are signs on the North Pole, it probably says. He turned around, about to go back and read the Zerus. No, it's not important right now, Cass said. Oh, Cass and Yojoji said in unison. Unison means together. A highway that bordered the wild world was not intended for pedestrians, and for a few minutes they had walked single file along the narrow strip of a cement pass for a sidewalk. Cars whizzed by, flattening the kids against the park's wall wrought iron fence well if somebody sees us worried max or what if somebody sees us worried max Ernest, as a headlight briefly illuminated their faces then they'll just have to think our car broke down said yo yoji yeah me up at six okay okay we're gonna probably gonna wake up a little bit earlier than that so we can read but we don't have a car. We're not old enough to drive. So then we'll tell them we're walking to the bus, said Cass. When the fence turned the corner, they turned to. After they walk only a short and di- short distance, highway noise faded, and they found themselves they found themselves surrounded by darkness. Cass reached into her backpack and took out a flashlight. But when she turned it on, she couldn't see much more of the road below them, now unpaved and lined with muddy tire tracks. Were the road... Where the road led, they could not see. Cass moved the circle of light to the right, 
no longer wrought iron. The fence here was chain link and topped with spools of razor wire. The light reflected a yellow sign bearing a picture of a hand struck by lightning bolts. Not a fence you want to climb. Keep going, said Yoyoji. There's got to be a back entrance here somewhere. Yeah, but it's probably for people who work here, like the veterinarians or whatever, said Max Ernest. We'll need a pass or something. Well, we'll figure something out. Figuring out something has never been a problem for us, has it? Said Cass, pushing ahead. The night was dark, except for a few moments when the clouds parted to reveal a bright crescent moon that relied on Cass's flashlight to navigate. It was the kind of re- it was the kind that recharges whenever you move it, so there was no danger of the battery dying. They each stumbled a few times. The road was dotted with rocks and potholes, but for the most part, they managed fairly, managed fairly well. I think eating at Hugo's restaurant must have sharpened their senses just, just as he said it would. They passed three back entrances to the park, but one was locked up with so many chains it would have taken Houdini himself to open it. The other two had been welded, welded closed after, after, 40 minutes of hiking in the dark and they were all getting tired and discouraged but nobody was willing to say so without warning Cass stopped and turned out her light what is it max ernest said shh listen they heard footsteps very close by but whose in wrestling but from where Cass turned her flashlight back on and made a 30 360 degree until it landed on a park fence. Behind the fence, terrified eyes stared out at them, then bolted out of sight. Was that a deer? asked Yoyoji. It was an antelope. Well, I think it was, said Max Ernest. I could have sworn it could have been a gazelle, or a... Okay, at least we know we're still next to the Wild World Park, said Cass, interrupting before he started naming every animal he knew. They'd almost circled the entire park when a yellow light appeared in the distance ahead of them. As they got closer, they saw the light was illuminated from a small booth next to a large gate. Behind the gate, the road turned into the park. Inside the booth, a guard was watching a football game on television. The kids lingered underneath the pine tree about 30 feet away. You think we can climb over, Yoyoji whispered. I doubt the gate's electrified. I don't know. It looks pretty, ri- looks pretty rickety. Plus, the guard would hear us, said Max Ernest. Max is right, said Cass. I think we have to wait for it to open and sneak in somehow. Is anybody else, like, totally starving? Yoyoji said, grumbling. Cass put a bag of trail mix out in front of the bottom of her backpack. The trail mix, Cass, the trail mix, Cass's super chip recipe of equal parts potato chip, banana chips, and chocolate chips, had been smashed and melted into a single lump. Yoyoji made a face. How old is that? Do you want it or not? And don't take, don't take too much. That's all I've got. Yoyoji broke off a handful. Max Ernest carefully extracted the banana chips, the only thing in the trail mix he could eat, and then put everything else back. The chocolate, the chocolate might have gotten on them. He explained a little in a little whisper. Only after, a f- only after a few, although it felt like much longer, they heard a vehicle approaching just in time. They. 
slunk further into the shadows. A white van drove past, barely slowing as it neared the park gate. It had been it had no back windows and no markings on it whatsoever. For a second, they could see the driver. He was pale and bald and expressionless, just like his vehicle. The guard in the booth stood up straight and saluted the van driver as the gate opened with a screech. And the gate opened with a screech. Do you think we should follow him in? Cass asked. No way, the guard will see us for sure, Max Ernest said. He could turn on the alarm or or something, or maybe just come after us. He might even have a gun. So how are we going to get in then, asked Maybe he'll go to the bathroom, said Cass, hopefully, said Cass, hopefully. I think we should make a run for it and then hide, said Yoyoji. But it was too late. The gate was already closing. Guess we'll have to wait for the next one, said Max Ernest. The, the others gave him a look. No kidding. In a short while, another vehicle passed by. It was a long truck with an open bed full of hay, bales of hay. And three friends looked at each other and grinned. Hay ride, perfect. The truck stopped at the booth. This time, the gate remained closed. Sign in, please. The guard handed the truck a driver a clipboard. Thank you. Don't mind if I do, said the driver, tipping his 10-gallon his hat. His voice had a hint of twang, and his mouth surrounded by a big handlebar mustache. He was a cowboy. Oh, I wonder if it's Owen. Come on, Cass whispered. The three kids crouched underneath and ran towards the truck, keeping in the shadows by the fence. Don't get too lonely out, out here, said the cowboy, handling back his clip, handing back the clipboard. Good night. The kids climbed into the back of the truck just as it started to move. Ow! Max Ernest scraped his leg as he lifted himself over the rail. Shh! Cass mentioned, motioned to Max as he squeezed himself in between the hay bales. Besides her and Yoyoji, the truck braked. The young stowaways froze, hearts thumping in their chests. The cowboy opened the door. Hey, yeah, did you hear that? Probably just an animal smelling dinner, said the guard. Hey, guess so, said the cowboy uncertainly. He paused looking around, then closed his door and shifted the truck back into gear. The road was bumpy and the cowboy drove so fast that the truck tires were in the air for half of the ride. The kids' butts got a bit bruises, but wedged between hay bales, the road felt safe. The truck parked next to the van in front of the low warehouse building with three rolling garage style doors, one of them open. The cowboy jumped out and headed for the open door, a piece of paper in his hand. Hello, anybody home? Cass watching from behind the bale was about to signal her to her friends to get off the truck when the bald van driver stepped out of the building, stopping the cowboy from entering. The bald man had a clear view of the truck. They would have to wait for another opportunity to escape. Howdy, said the cowboy, tipping his hat. I got a truckload of hay from you, courtesy of the friendly folks at the Tapper Perry Farms. I can see that, said the bald man, tersely. He looked on the paper of the cowboy's hand and scanned it. This isn't a price I agreed to. The kids slunk further down between the hay bales, listening. It's only a 5% hike, just we just switched to organic hay so our expenses are up all of our farmings sustain we're all our farmings sustainable now said the cowboy proudly the alfalfa the soy all of it 
well, that's very nice of you, but I don't think our zebras get a, give a rat's behind whether the hay is organic or mint flavored. I thought this park encouraged conservation, the bald man snorted. I'm the operations manager. My job is to conserve money. The cowboy peered into the warehouse. Look at all that sugar. Is that healthy for the animals? Uh, maybe it's for people and not that that's any of your business. And the bald man said the bald man moving so that the cowboy couldn't look inside any longer. You give me the price that you quoted or you just back out of here. Matter of fact, I want a 5% discount. The cowboy hesitated, fuming. Then, fine, you got a forklift? What's wrong with your hands? I can stack it all by my house myself over here. The bald man pointed on the side of the building. I'll cut you a check when you're done. He headed back inside of the warehouse, just in, without a word. Jerk, said the cowboy under his breath. He started walking back towards the truck. Cash measured the, Cass measured the distance with her eyes. Should they try and make a run for it before he reached the truck? Or would they? Or he would probably see them, or at least they'd have a fighting chance to escape. If they stayed on the truck, they'd be discovered for sure. Okay, run, she whispered. It was the wrong decision. She hadn't run ten feet until the cowboy grabbed her wrist with one hand and Max Ernest's wrist with the other. You little rascals! Yo-Yoji stopped on his own two feet. Let them go. Not in your lifetime, snared the cowboy. Nobody sneaks on my truck and gets away with it. Where'd you where'd you get on? The farm? No, just outside the gate. Honest. We're animal activists, said Cass, thinking quickly. We're here to spy on the world. We heard the elephants were treated badly and we came at night to see if for ourselves. Yeah, the African elephant is endangered, said Max Ernest. Did you know the difference between vulnerable species and endangered ones? No, but I know you little punks are vulnerable and endangered right now. He tightened his grip on Cass and Max Ernest, and they squirmed. But you're a conservationist, said Yo-Yoji. Don't you want to help us? Help you? I should tan your hide, said the cowboy, and he shook his head in disgust. Between you and me and that guy, there's really... Th that guy in there really ticked me off. I ain't in a mood to help you help this park out right now. So I'll just pretend I didn't see you. He released his prisoners. Cass and Max Ernest rubbed their wrists relieved. The cowboy chuckled. Now you can set all the elephants free for all I care. Now get. The kids don't need to be told twice. Oh, good, they got in. As soon as he was alone, the cowboy spoke to his phone. Change of plans. I'm letting them. I'm letting them stay to see what they find. Don't underestimate those kids. You should have seen what they how they handled me. You don't think, you think I know it's dangerous? You don't, wait, you think I don't know it's dangerous? Old man, go ahead, call Pietro. I'm sure he'd agree with me. Then he clicked, then he clicked off and climbed back in the truck. I knew it. Peyton, the, tri the driver's Owen. All three of the kids rounded the warehouse. The, when, when, as all three kids rounded the warehouse, the moon came out and they could see rainbow rainforest looming in the distance. It was a dark, <gasps> a dark mass about a half a mile away, separate, separated from them by the grassy hills of the Serengeti Savannah. From the, where they were, it looked like a rainforest more than a storm front. My mom's in there somewhere, said Cass, staring. Let's go where we've got to save her. Well, I'll ne we'll never be able to save her at night, said Max Ernest. Remember how dark it was? And that was when there was a little bit of sun left. 
With Yo-Yoji's help, Max Ernest convinced Cass that they should find a place to sleep. They could enter the rainforest early in the morning before the park opened. After walking back about ten minutes, they settled on a spot nestled between two small hills. Boulders surrounded them, giving them a sense of protection. Do you think one of us should keep watch while the others sleep? asked Max Ernest. I mean, in case anybody sees us. That's a good idea, said Cass. For sure, said Yoyoji. So who? Max Ernest's friends looked at him unexpectedly. Fine, he said after a moment. But I'm waking one of you up after a couple hours. I'll be like the watch system on a boat. How about that? Unfortunately, he didn't make it that long. He was so exhausted that he barely made it a couple of minutes. So... Then all three friends were fast asleep. As the minutes wore on, they snuggled closer together for warmth, like puppies lying next together in a grass. Given the peaceful expressions on their face, you'd never guess they were in a camping. They were camping out in a wild animal park, exposed to the elements, and only minutes away f- from the home of perhaps the most vile and villainous organization in the world: the Midnight Sun. Shadowy forms stalked them in their sleep, but when one after another stirred, they stirred and looked briefly at the starry night, they reassured themselves that they were dreaming and that those sharp shapes were only boulders. With contents of sigh, they resumed their innocent slumber. When dawn came, did they learn that they were no longer alone? O-M-G.